Welcome to the 1% Mindset, where we know success starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. On this podcast, we talk about necessary principles needed to perform at elite levels in all areas of life. We'll be going through mindset training interviews, but most importantly, we're going to work on you. Let's get started. What's going on? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. I hope everyone is doing absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, First and foremost, uh, if you're a consistent listener, I continue to appreciate all the consistent listeners. Uh, Definitely go and leave a review on the podcast on, you know, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, or excuse me, Apple Podcasts or wherever. Uh, Definitely go and leave a review. Uh, The second thing is... Um, if you want, you can support the podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, and support the brand. Um, you can go to the1percentmindset.com backslash podcast and you can uh, be a monthly supporter. So I, I do appreciate those who um, have and will do that as well. Uh, this podcast is usually or is always sponsored by somebody, but I also want to now sponsor, utilize the 1% Mindset Book Club will also be an official sponsor of the one percent mindset podcast so if you have not go to uh, bookclub.the1percentmindset.com and get in get in on these amazing amazing conversations uh that we are having in the book club you don't want to miss them they have been extremely extremely powerful and extremely extremely eye-opening so and we're currently reading Arlen Hamilton's It's About Damn Time. So that's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And I, it, it brings me into, you know, the conversation that we're going to have today. Right. And, you know, I this is podcast episode number 99. So as promised, I want to get to 100 and then sit and reflect on when I start to do these podcasts again. But for episode 99, I, I'm doing these podcasts in, in a time uh, where some may say it's turbulent, it may be turbulent to some. We just had a lot of stuff happen within the U.S. Uh, currently, as I'm recording this podcast, um, the current president of the United States is uh, currently being impeached, or they're going through the uh, the the procedures to uh, impeach him. Now, why do I say all of that? Right, I I say that, or I mention that because I think it's really, really interesting. Um our vantage point to life and how we look at things. And, you know, one of the conversations that I, that I had or that I asked um, in, in the podcast yesterday was about privilege, right? And I think it was an interesting, interesting question because in the book, Arlen Hamilton, uh, a phenomenal book, it's about damn time I read it. Um, I finished it a couple of days ago, but she says in that book, um, everyone has privilege. Everyone has privilege it's not the privilege that's the problem. It's the entitlement, right? And then I started to ask the question, do you believe everyone has privilege, right? Because if I'm, one of the big things that's come up is, you know, white privilege, right? And it's being looked at uh, by mainstream media, you know, from based on, you know, what I'm seeing as, as a negative connotation, right? Oh, this is white privilege in action. Right, and it usually comes along the lines of where there's something happening, right? That that negatively impacts black people or marginalized people, or uh, that it showcases where 
they have the privilege and we don't have these certain privileges. Now, I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm not even saying that, you know, people don't have a a right to say, hey, where is the fairness in it? What I am saying is when you start to let privilege of other people cripple your current reality, it starts to then form constraints. Hear me out. You're starting to become constrained in a space where because one thing happened and it's not fair, I can't, I won't, I don't feel like my moods change for me to even attempt. Because then you start to say, man, I didn't have this privilege, so I can't do it. When I last did research, and I have to double check, but when I last did research, it was like 67% of millionaires, you know, were self-made. Meaning started from the bottom, now they're here, <laughs> right? Um, and granted, I'm not going to sit here and, and say a lot of people didn't have help, they didn't have backings, but there are people who's done it, who went from rags to riches, right? And Although some may look at those as an anomaly, what I'm saying is you start to utilize your advantages, right? Your privilege to feel like, to, to make sure that the game starts to work for you, right? It's too often we start to play this blame game about why things are the way they are. And granted, again, I'm not saying the situation is ideal. I'm not even saying that, you know, based on what you said or your vantage point that you, you know, you get to feel how you feel and, you know, whether you feel like you have the right to feel like that, that's absolutely fine. What I am saying is how do you feel your fear or how do you feel your anger into action to where it doesn't affect you? Right? I had a conversation with someone. She, they said, man, I don't even want to speak about white privilege. It makes me angry. It gets my blood boiling. It adds, starts to add pressure to me. It's like, whoa. You let the privileges of someone else get to you so bad that you start to be physically, you start to have physical ailments because of it. You start to create these things that are in your mind that will, whether it's give you headaches or raises your blood pressure, right? I I want you to think about that. You're starting to come in, in, in a place and it's a lack of understanding that, hey, yeah, this is my situation. This is my circumstance. And I'm gonna play the best damn game I can to make sure that for what it is that I want, I'm in a space of total freedom and not agony, right? And so, having that conversation with the book club was just was was, was really interesting. It, it was it was interesting, and it gave me perspective about how we view things. Because if it's not the way that we think it should be get upset
we, we get upset. Right. Which is why I said there's no right or wrong because in any given space, in any situation, you can look at a situation and say the person is right or wrong. No, Mike. Well, okay, let me let me explain. God forbid, hypothetically speaking, you have kids. Someone comes in and they start choking out your kid. You're scared, you're worried, your fight or flight mode comes in. You find a metal bat, you hit them over the head, they die. That person passes away. Right? Based on the vantage point of what you needed at the time, it was like, man, I'm right. I had to do this for the, for the sake of my son or daughter. And someone else can come in and say, man, that person had mental health issues. What did you try? Did you what else did you try first? Did you like hit his legs? Like you didn't, and in a rage, not only you hit him over the head, but you started beating him, right? Like just because you're angry and you see that, like, are you justified to do that? Does that make you right because of what happened? It could. I got it. But does that mean the other side can't argue and say, man, that was excessive? You shouldn't have done that. Or even saying, hey, you defended yourself, but. You know, you could like there. there's different ways and different ideas and different spaces that you can view any situation. And again, I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm not saying it's correct. People who have cancer, that's not right. Right. That that may not be fundamentally like, man, that sucks. But it is what's there. And how you push and look at that situation will determine how you move forward. Right, the, the vantage point perspective, which is why I'm saying that whatever you do and however you move and however you decide to do that, again, right, fight or flight mode, it, it's, it's innate. That's one of the things. That's one of our protectors, right? Tensions rise, things get antsy, fight or flight. Well, that can look like anything. Leaving a situation, being on defense, physical like it, it can it can look like a lot of different things but what i will say is that in that space in time in that opportunity in that very moment you did what you thought was best or people do what they think is best in that particular time people who steal people who rob right Life has consequences. I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong. Life has consequences. There's people who do it because they're sick. Right? They have no money. There's people who join gangs because their mom, you know, works two jobs they never see him. And he dad's in jail. He needed a family. He needed to feel protected. So he he connects to a group of people who's who he's connected with ultimately that he feels protected. But in order to really fully go in, he has to steal this car. Does that make it right or wrong that he does it? No, I'm not. Again, life has circumstances. But did he feel at that time from his vantage point, he needed what he he had to do what he had to do to survive? Possibly. Again, it's not a it's not a 
It's not a right. It's not a right or right or wrong. Excuse me. Conversation. It. It's just what's there. Right. And uh, Tupac has a song, "Dear Mama." I don't know if you if you heard it. It's one of his, one of his classics. But in one of the lines, he says. I hung around with the thugs, and even though they sold drugs, they showed a young brother love. I needed, he said, I moved out and started really hanging. I needed money on my own, so I started slanging. He said, I'm not guilty, because even though I sell rocks, it feels good putting money in your mailbox. Why did I read that particular line? For him, no father. Growing up, single mom. You know, under underserved community, didn't have a lot of money. He he needed that love that his mom just couldn't give him. Working, not to say the mom, his mom didn't love him. I'm sure he had a, she had a lot of love and did what she had to do to make sure that financially he could do the best thing, like he could be the best, right? But there was something missing in Pac. Right, he started to connect with some people. And he knew, like, man, they they sold drugs. He's like, even though they sold drugs, right? Understanding, like, man, this this is not necessarily what I think is right or wrong based on his lyrics from what I'm gathering. He said, even though they sold drugs, they showed a young brother love, right? That that love that he was missing. So does it is it wrong? Because what he was missing inside was love, right? What he what he was lacking, and he got that. Is that is that wrong or right? It's a situation. It's a circumstance. It started to become survival, right? Because he needed money. He also knew what the situation was with his mom. So he said, "Hey, it feels." Good putting money in your mailbox. He said, I love paying rent when the rent's due. Right? Like that, these are some when when you come from a certain privilege, right? And when when you're not concerned as a as a teenager, right? Like, man, how is rent gonna come? Right? That that's not even on your radar. For him, that was. He knew that. He said, I, and now he was able to figure out a way to survive. And he was, so he's like, man, I love paying rent when the rent's due. Right? If someone who's used to having their rent paid or can pay rent without thinking about it, you're not even you're not even highlighting, hey, I love paying rent when the rent's due. That's almost like, if it's just a natural thing, right? It's like it's almost like me saying, man, if I live in the mountains. I love breathing this air or I love seeing deer when the deer pass, right? It's just, it's just, that's not something you will fill out and like, it's just, it's a natural thing for you, right? I'm not promoting and pushing like, man, I, I, I love drinking this water because it's so amazing. I drink water if I need to, right? I don't have an issue, fortunately, with, with food. I have food. So that isn't in the first part of my radar. I'm not saying I'm not grateful. I'm saying that sometimes, based on your situation, you don't really see all sides. And then when you can start to have that awareness, you start to play a bigger game. 
right? Because th- then things won't affect you when you can get to the root of and the root cause of the actual problem. When you get to the root of the problem, things are a little different. You start to move. In a different, in a different space. So, anyway, man, this is episode ninety-nine. I want to give a different vantage point. Like I think it was so important, but a, a different perspective, an additional, an additional view. Less assumption, more facts. Right, the f- because here, here are the facts when you're dealing with anything. Is to view, or when you're dealing with facts, I should say, you deal with facts based on what things actually are. And when you deal with facts as things actually are, then you don't have to draw conclusions about what you think. Right, hear me out. I'm, I'll say I'll bring up a story really, really quick. My boy, uh, he he got into a little accident. Uh, he like cut up his finger, and his significant other, or the person he's talking to, I should say didn't respond how he wanted her to how he want yeah how he wanted her to excuse me and because she didn't have that response he made up that she doesn't care not to say she doesn't care about him per se but oh she doesn't even care that my fingers hurt and you know like all of these things based on anger not dealing in facts and when you're in a situation it's very hard and sometimes you're able sometimes you dilute both of them it's diluted so anyway I'll go a little deeper into that probably episode 100 maybe I'll have him on we'll see But as usual, man, I love you. As usual, thank you for listening.